Play ball. Welcome, welcome to the show, gang. Chris, CW, both here. Love you guys. Glad to see you. How are we doing tonight? Fantastic, buddy. How are you? Oh, you know what? Actually, I am doing pretty good. Um, it's a good day. And we're starting at a good time. I'm pumped. Yes. I'm pumped. CC, well, how about you? What are you how, how are you, uh, how are you rolling these days? You don't have to raise your hand anymore. I yelled at Chris because oh. he interrupts us all the time. Okay, so I can talk now? <laughs> um, this is going to be a no, long episode no. of this is how it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm doing good, brother. He keeps raising his hand each time. It's going to take a bit. Yeah. Sir, you just interrupted how I was doing. Now I know how it feels, and I apologize. Yeah, it's not that fun. Um, all right, all right, let's go. How are you doing, for real? No, nah, dude, I'm, I'm doing good. Another another great week of baseball. A, a certain team has the best record in baseball, which it is what it is, so I love it. No, another glorious night. Glad to be here with you guys. Good, good. A real quick update, podcast update for all the happy, fun fans listening at home. Pops came into my office today. He was like, what in the world? Like, why are you guys, you tell peanut shells, peanut shells? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I, it's just funny. You're funny. It's not, it's not, that's not true. Is it not true? And he just started laughing. I mean, he, he thinks it's funny. He's actually like our biggest fan. He listened to every single episode we've ever had. Uh, so thank you, dad. I, and uh, I don't know. I thought you were talking about me when you started this. No. And that your dad was ragging on me for the last three episodes. I was like, damn, I was only bad one episode. I mean, he rags Mine on, he rags on you, you most most episodes, but. Yeah, it's fine. The need, Mike thinks you do have a need to call him daddy most of the time, but this is not that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for real, stop. There's a point to this. this so this one thing, one thing about my, one thing about my dad that uh, he definitely noticed, and another reason why he's our biggest fan, is uh, outside of the Bush League, he's our first contributor he Let's go. subscribes to us monetarily helps us out as anybody can do uh, uh through anchor because we love them and they do a great job for a podcast but if you listen to the show you love the show um we understand money's always always tight for everybody on earth but you know as we want to grow and continue our podcast that's how we need to do that is american dollars preferred but you know if you have other things we can transfer it yeah thanks so, mr mike yeah, thanks, Dad, and thanks to anybody hearing this for later. Uh, we love you guys anyway, no matter what, and we just love that you guys listen to our ridiculous show that loosely talks about baseball. And let's do that right now. Awesome. Get into right it. Now? Guys, look, I'm going to be flat honest with you. It has nothing to do with the team, okay? Because I know people are going to be like, it's because you just don't like the Mets, but I don't care that they threw a 17-pitcher uh, no hitter. I mean, it's great, but I don't care. Like, it's not the same. It's not, I don't, I don't care, you know? Cheers to them on the win, because that's all that was. Am I crazy? CW, yeah, you I'm want me to take Chris, this? or yeah, no, Chris and I were debating this a little bit before you jumped on, and no, I, it's not the same, because there's not one pitcher to, yeah, go KS, Nolan Ryan, you're going to get number seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, however many he had. But Seven. It's still a very rare feat. I mean, there's only this is only seventeenth time it's ever happened. Uh combined and, no hitter? Yes. Okay. Ever. Yeah. So, I mean that's, that's I mean, not a lot. That's a, a lot of very games. rare feat. That yeah, is. And the more pitchers you have come in, once again, five. I think it's first time ever they had five sure. to do a combined no hitter. Asking five guys to come in and be good enough to not give up a hit 
it's a it's a big deal. No, it's not the same. I mean, I would rather watch one pitcher just go out and dominate. But it's a it's a big deal that you know the team should celebrate, the fans should be extremely happy about, and it should be recognized. But no, I'm I'm with you guys on the fact that I would rather watch you know Max Fried go out his next outing and just shut down a team. But still, baseball history, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um. So we're out of town this weekend when this happened, and. I'm pretty sure I I came in the house that we were staying at, and I said, "Yeah, dude, the Mets just threw a combined no-no." And your response was, "Okay, uh, yeah, sorry." And late, late, no, 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 it's fine. And then later in the evening, I saw something on Twitter, and that's where I, I wrote the quote from, and I can't remember who who tweeted it out. It was, "I feel like today combined no hitters are just like grand slams." And now CW saying 17 only in the history of baseball as a baseball coach, that is the hardest thing, especially at the younger age for kids to get accustomed to one guy, let alone seeing a different guy, essentially every inning as in you know? the pit for the hitters. Yes. Okay. So like you're, it's, it's, so you're saying, terrible. so you're, so you're saying it's making it, it's an easier route. For that I, reason, I think I think so. Yes, okay, got it. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure that I was listening to to that correctly because that was no a touch confusing. Yeah, no, you know, you, you got it right. right. I think you're right um, on that. That makes sense because one. All right, so now I'm I'm sending a guy out there, and correct me if I'm wrong. McGill only threw like 75, 80 pitches. Yeah, I like four inning, yeah. five innings. Is it wasn't that long? Five. Yeah, five. Okay. Yeah, he went five because then yesterday yeah, he went. Five. He went another four without giving up a hit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is. I don't know. I, 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 it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's cool. It's a cool feed. Another, the, the second or second Mets no hitter in their history. Great for them. But I'm not as excited as if I had seen, uh, Tyler McGill throw a nine inning no hitter. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Agreed. I, I think it's actually more of a, uh, a feat and more of a tip to the cap to the pitching coach or coach, whoever's making the calls, the dance moves to get the righty versus lefty matchup or pulling in before he starts to get cold. You know what I mean? I feel like that's probably cheers to that. Thanks guy. Analytics. Or, yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes it works if it works, you know, and it's not illegal. Cheers to, to analytics in the numbers game. So anyway, let's move on um, to the Mets. <laughs> Uh, so one guy that was not responsible for the combined no hitter was Max Scherzer, and it was a different day, but he just like has to stay like right on the front uh, page of the Mets newspaper because like he got kicked out of a game, he didn't pitch in, didn't wasn't going to pitch, he's not even going to pitch in the series, and he gets kicked out of the game because Carlos Carrasco wasn't getting calls in the game he was pitching, so the umpire kicked him out. How how stupid of words was he saying to that umpire? Did he, did that did come you, out? Do you guys know? Did you read his lips? No, I actually did not see. Uh, He's uh, literally pointing at the umpire, screaming at him. That's not a fucking strike. That's not all he said. There's no way. Oh no, there's more he said, but yeah, that was the like the final straw, and he started walking away. Probably because he got. And then I'm sure he yelled something else. But it, it so the it's a umpiring fair. Hey, the umpiring in the Braves Mets series was god awful. I mean, it was terrible the whole four mm. games. It's just, it's just something we're hearing every day now about these guys because they won't, let the, they won't retire or let the uh, uh, another set of guys 
you know, try and get a chop. I'm sorry, CW. Do you have anything about the Scherzer thing? Do you see that thing, man? That guy's not. I did. Is that guy, I did. He's like not on the level, I think, anymore. He's getting crazier. Anymore. I mean, he hasn't been, been this called. crazy all the time. Yes, he has. I think he has. I feel like yes, he, he has. has. Speed. He's just nuts. I think that's part of his domination is he's flat psycho. I think he's got a competitive edge to him that once, you know, that first pitch goes out of the ball game, I don't care if he's playing or not, it, it turns on and he's there. He he's is. Spent. His dial goes to 11 instantly. If I was his teammate, I would absolutely fucking love this guy. Oh, He's yeah. literally standing up for me when I can't stand up for myself when I'm that, on the mound. So that, that if I said that, I'm getting tossed. So that part he's, I get. he's doing his duty. Well, as like, duty, hey, you like, got coaches for that. But I, hey, I hear right. you. So when I get thrown out in summer ball or or try, uh, you know fall ball stuff, it's because I run my mouth so the head coach doesn't get thrown out. Can you just um, next? Next time you think you're actually, you know what? Put a clipboard in your bag, and on a game where you like think you're about to get kicked out, just pick up the clipboard. It doesn't even have to say anything on it, but just have the clipboard so that way when you do get kicked out, you give it to like the dumpiest, goofiest little kid on the bench. Be like, <laughs> You're in charge, dude. I quit. <laughs> Could you That's imagine? A pretty good what, idea. What old Bobby in the back corner is like, ah. That's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. Did y'all see uh, like Walters comment on it? No, I didn't. What did he, he say? thought he may do it again. He's like, absolutely, I think he may do this again. Oh, I mean, Walters, get, like 100%. Like, yeah, that's just who he is. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, not going to stop him. <laughs> well, even, even, as a, even as a coach, you love that fire. Like, I mean, what am I supposed yes, to think? Absolutely. Hey, sir, you need to calm down. We're only paying you $40 million a year, but, but you're not playing in, today. You have team- no shot of playing today. Be calm. His team's in first place, and they look great. Like, why are you like? What do you? And it's it's literally just started to be May. Like it was it's like him. the first day of May. Yeah, <laughs> it is years. him. If there was a no pressure situation, it's the Mets tonight in this game. Whenever they're playing right now, until things change, this game is the least pressure game they have all year because they look they great. It's like, early. Who cares? I think they were up like three nothing at the time when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they were. Cookie Cookie was dominating. Cookie dominated the game. He didn't need any help. He destroyed the Braves. He only pitched (laughs) bad when I put him on my fantasy lineup. That's it. Actually, the 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 Braves uh, helped him out enough. All right, that's enough Mets. I quit. I don't. uh, It's the worst. Freaking Mets. I know it's the shitty team in New York. Oh, they're bullshitty, dude. They're bullshitty. So, like, I guess pitching is like where. You just like go and put the the crazy people because Madison Bumgarner <laughs> basically did the same thing, but in the umpire's face, like they were this close when it, when the exchange happened, not a mile apart. Let me try and wrap your guys's head around this because I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. He was <clears throat> pitching and and he gets kind of upset and chippy with the umpire. No, what? Hey, hold on. Let me let me stop you. It, it he gave up a leadoff home run and then retired the next three guys. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like shit went haywire. I thought I thought he well, got into a verbal altercation with him and then when he came off and got his hand checked. A, a on he thought he had strike three on the pitch before. See, I thought that's what that's what I'm talking about. And but yes. I don't know how much that escalated there, but yeah, there was a little bit of a scruff okay. beforehand. So what are you doing, Chris? Now you're just like what? Thank you, CW, for doing the exact details. Okay, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I still don't think there was actually a scruff. It was more so he was saying shit like on the back of the mound, 
and the other umpire could hear him. What? But still, if you're showing up an umpire a little bit, I'm assuming by now everybody that watches baseball has has seen the pitches come off the mound after the third out, and the umpire comes and gives them a little hand down, a little hand check, a little quick, make sure nothing sticky's on there. They they quit checking the belts, hats, and all that shit, and basically just take the hands now. Bumgarner comes up. I forget the umpire's name. But gives him his hand, and the dude just starts, like, for, like, 30 seconds massaging his hand, but at the same time just staring, staring. at him. Just staring. Dead, dead eye staring at him. And Dan Bellino. Massaging his hand a little bit. It's it's one of the weirdest things I have ever seen in baseball ever. Uh, and, and finally, Buck Gardner <clears throat> just kind of snaps, and, well, I'll let Chris. Chris sent me what he said to him. All right. Yeah, Chris, so- what did he say? No, no, no. I, I'm not even going to go into that. So he has a, a history with Dan Bellino, who was the first base umpire. So that's where I was I was questioning why he would have a, a, a scuff with the, the home plate guy because he thought it was strike three. So the, the only other time Bum, uh, Bum has been thrown out of a game was back in like 2019. And something had happened, arguing balls and strikes, I'm, I'm assuming. The next night, or his next start coming off the suspension he had, the home plate umpire was Dan Bellino. Was just a douchebag to him that night, the the way the, the article was written that I read, and just haven't seen eye to eye since. Well, they, he comes off the field, and if you look, I mean, like like CW said, you, you look at the video, he is... Not one time does he ever look down at the hand. He just stares at at Bumgarner's face and is just trying to provoke him into some sort of reaction. Well, he got it when Bumgarner finally picked his head up after about like 30 seconds. Well, why are you just fucking sitting here massaging my hand? He walks away, says something. They turn back around and Bumgarner came out today and said, I said, if you want to play this little piggy, go down to the fucking miners where the kids are. There's some sort of beef there. I mean, I don't know, but clearly there's beef. I don't know what. I don't know why. We're probably never gonna really know. Well, you know what? We might actually know now because of because uh, of this. I'm sure that somebody will try and investigate the shit out of it. I don't know. Whoever's writing uh, Madison Bumgarner's uh, biography, I'm sure. But Mad Mad Bum himself a little bit like I look at Scherzer. They're both a tick off. I mean, I'm just not sure this is the one guy I want to sit there and have this kind of conversation with. Didn't he like sit there and talk? He was a cowboy last year. Good. So yeah, I mean he's a rodeo rider. Yeah. I mean, full blown. I mean, I Again, these guys are a little bit off. I'm just not sure they're the right ones to be picking fights with. Well, and let's let's make sure that we give all the credit to that nutball. He changed his name. He couldn't, he literally couldn't <laughs> under his contract do what he was doing. So he literally lied. What kind of famous person lies to do something dangerous, stupid, and loses a ton of money? What? I mean, hey, that guy's... He's, he's he is a special kind of Looney Tunes in a great way. He's uh, obviously it makes him competitive, and that's why he has two World Series rings. He's just okay. Yeah, he's fine. Anyway, um, you know what's you know what's wild, guys? Like so, I thought about this the other day. We talked about this the other day. I never knew how important one trade of two minor league prospects could possibly be. Right now, like. There, these two guys that were in tra- involved in a one-for-one trade before either one of them really made any kind of impact at all. One of them wasn't even in the pros yet, but it makes such a big deal for two teams. So Zach Gallen was drafted by the Miami Marlins, and Jazz Chisholm was drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they 
traded them both. Zach Allen had pitched like, I don't know, twice in the majors for Miami. And Jazz Chisholm, I don't think he even made it to the majors at all. So like these guys are literally prospects. And it's actually pretty rare for it to be one for one uh, when it comes to prospects being traded in baseball. Well, I guess there may be really any pro sport because if it's not in baseball, it's not going to be anyway. But um, so pretty rare thing for them to do. And now flash forward, like what, three years later, these guys literally are cornerstones for both of these teams. Zach Allen flirts all the time with big things happening. And you can see like he, he had that stretch two years ago. And he looks really good. And even this year, he's he's on a really short leash because of all the um, injuries. But he looks pretty good already this year. And Jazz Chisholm is, I mean, he's, I can tell you this right now, he's an all-star. Like just, just this far into the season. That kid is so fun to watch. Like so fun to watch. I don't, I mean, guys, did this trade like, have some serious weight in Major League Baseball without us even knowing? Absolutely. Um, as you say, Jazz Chesham, I mean, he's a spark plug. He he's awesome. to watch exactly what that team needed. Zach Gallen has everything he needs to be, you know, a frontline pitcher, you know, a one or a two on any team in the league. So, yeah, a trade like this happens straight up out of two teams, really, that have been struggling to be relevant, is it, very rare. So both of these guys win in this. But Jazz Chisholm, to me, and what the Marlins giving away pitching because they have so much pitching and getting him back as far as filling a need of hitting and, and, and fielding, great tr- trade for both. But, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that sweet, sweet Jazz. Oh, man, he's so good. And you know what's kind of funny is Mike Axia – from CBS Sports wrote an article three years ago almost. And it said, he said, prospect for prospect trades are rare because everyone loves their kids more than everyone else's. In this case, it appears the Marlins believe they are selling high on Gallon and buying low on Chisholm, a player with high-end ability. The D-backs, meanwhile, believe that they are chase, uh, they're cashing Chisholm in as a trade chip before his value drops further down, down this year. So that being said, how much do you think Miami's going to miss Derek Jeter now. Absolute ton. I mean, he definitely made a very good call. And so, um, I mean, because Zach Allen may or may not be great, but Jazz Chisholm looks freaking great. All right. So you look just straight stats. I mean, straight stats. So his first, Chisholm's first year in the big leagues was COVID year. He hit 161, played in only 21 games. Last year, played in 124, had a hell of a first half. What are you, an all star? I think he might have been an all-star last year. Maybe. maybe. I'll, I'll look uh, that up he, while you're no, it, talking. He's not now, but but he hit 248, 18, 18 bombs, 53 home runs. And this year already in 20 games, he's hitting 329, four home runs, and 19 RBS. Uh, the, the dude's got pop. I mean, we, we witnessed – well – I witnessed the pop. You were uh, going to the bathroom what? when we went to the game. Yeah, when we went to the game and he hit the leadoff home run on the first pitch that uh, old buddy threw. Ian Anderson, the best pitcher. Oh ever. yeah, that's right. It's when that was the game that they traded um, leadoff home runs. Ozzy, Ozzy yes. Albies hit one too. Yes. Now Zach Gallon for his career, um, he's basically been in the big league since 2019, and the trade happened during the season. He's 11 and 18 with a 3.3 ERA. But if you look at total ERA, 19 in Miami, 272, 19 in Arizona, 289, 2020, 275, last year, 430. And as we speak right now, he has a 127 ERA. And last year, let's make sure that everybody knows, last year he had a 
massive amount of injury issues. Yes, he did. That started with my famous, my famous big last words. He was horsing around during batting practice and got himself hurt. I don't know if that's what happened, but that's what I said then, and I haven't heard different, so I'll stand by it. Uh, but then he had arm trouble, so you know it stinks. And you want you want to make sure that a guy that with that kind of talent stays healthy, gets healthy, and remains healthy. My my biggest thing is he's got 54 starts under his belt, not even 100 yet. And Chisholm has like 600 or 800 at bats. Gallon has a 3-3 ERA, which if he was Project. if you proje- if you projected over <laughs> basically a full season, I speak that dude, I mean a 3 a 3-3 three, three? I mean that's that's at worst a, a number 2 or a number 3 whereas Chisholm's a a bona fide, I wouldn't say bona fide, but a right now sure to be all star this year and possibly a perennial all star every year. Yeah. Um, as a as a second baseman that just drops fucking dick. Like he says, hey, I can I can field, but I I fucking swing swing the hammer too. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, hey, I just want to remind everyone, this is not uh, a children's show. If no, you're tuning I, in I, for the kid value, Chris just uh, uh, told you to get out. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I don't I don't think either team loses this trade. I don't think so. Well, I, I think now going backwards, if I like, you know, hindsight, right? Uh, I would say that Arizona took the riskier of the two but looking Absolutely. back looking backwards right uh looking forward i mean the, you know as mike axia said that it was basically well, the opposite i mean you gotta look you gotta look at what the marlins had i mean you gotta look at that pitching staff and yeah the, you know, and that that just talent the, that they had just in ton. pitching so giving away yeah. zach gallon yeah it, and, it, and he it could and be away. you know dominant but they had so much young talent at pitching what they get back is going to be more beneficial to them than what Gallon's ever going to be able to be for for Arizona. Just due to the fact that they their offense sucks. And sorry to interrupt you here, but also Cattell Marte was playing just second base at the time. Well, exactly. I mean, they had you know somebody blocking him. So I mean, that it, it's, it's a that good move. You could put him. It, it's good for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, good oh, shit, I guarantee you uh, Chisholm could play center field tomorrow yeah, yeah, if, ab- if the Marlins needed it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, he's um, athletic. He was not. Uh, it doesn't look like he was an all-star last year. No, he, uh, he wasn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. That's that's not the barometer for him to have potential to be a perennial all-star. Because I think I can see that right now. If he plays like this, even even like two-thirds of this is, is very entertaining and helpful you know these both these both these teams the marlins and the diamondbacks have made runs in one world series marlins two and diamondbacks one all of them fluke years not really anything to be like oh yeah the beginning of the year they were going to be picked for sure no they were also surprise teams and they did really well do you think either one of these guys can lead one of these two teams like can you can you see can you see that or is that is that too much to ask so so young in their career all right. So before I respond to that qu- or respond to that question, I believe that we now have that dude, uh, Jazz Chisholm. Like I, I think he's kind of Brandon Phillips esque. A lot of comparison because they kind of do the same shit on the field. 
Is he that talented with his glove? Yes. Is it? Is he? Yes. I mean, he, I don't think I don't think he's there yet. But yeah. Okay. I mean, dude has a fucking ice cream glove. Okay, that's fine. I know. I know he can hit really well, and he can run the bases really well, and he's very entertaining. But let's not no, discount can... how literally amazing Brandon Phillips was with the with a glove in his hand. I'm like, not. He literally, I'm was one of the greatest. He is ever becoming with that glove, that so. person. He is becoming that guy. Get that loss. So I I can see it there. Okay. All right. Um, I was just asking. But honestly, I don't think either one of them can solely lead a team or put a team on their shoulders and be like, hey, let's fucking go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, does that no. happen, though? Huh? Does that happen, though? Because I, 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 I was watching the Angels game earlier, and there's a certain guy named Mike Trout who's been in the league for a decade, and he's not put his team on his shoulders and took them even to the playoffs except for – a wild card play-in game type deal. Baseball's not that. I mean, this is not the NBA where you have one guy that can completely dominate. And even then, it really doesn't happen in NBA. I mean, you've normally got two or three guys who are fantastic. So, no. I mean, none of these, neither of those guys are going to carry a team to a title. But both, I think, are going to be amazing pieces if these franchises can come around and do what's right. And when we ask that question, I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks just because as we were talking about with Jeter leaving earlier, there was a reason he left that ownership and management's terrible. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think the GM is all right, but that's about it. The rest of them, it's, yeah. it's back to the old guard. Like what they did with both of the world series. They won, they just won and said, Nope. All right. Can't afford they to pay you. We're gonna sell the whole but fucking they, team. Yeah, I mean, I was all three there, of Mike, them. Mike was talking about they weren't projected to win. Yeah, those Marlins teams were projected to win. I mean, they went and spent a shit ton of money. No, they did. Yes, projected Old to win though. Talent. Like, I feel yes, like yeah, they absolutely. could buy them, and people could be like, yeah, they have potential. But I don't think it was like they're gonna be that good. Especially with the uh, 2003 with Miggy. Who the hell knew me? No one knew who Miggy was. Okay, do you remember that pitching staff? Josh Beckett, uh, Carl Pavano, uh, Dontrell Willis. Shit, there. Uh, Brad Penny. I just and like, then one other guy. Yeah, they, like yes, was, they were was good. Sheffield on that team. No, that was the uh, the ninety. Was that the one before? That was ninety seven. I get them confused because I yeah. hated that. That was the Mike Lowell and uh, that was Mike Lowell. Oh, Mike Lowell, right? yes, correct. Yeah. yeah, you bought Pudge. You had a Lowell there. We had uh, this argument a few months ago, and you said the opposite yeah. thing, Chris, and I proved you wrong. Systematic. They had Juan Pierre on that team. But I remember that. I can't believe. I can't believe we're sitting here and on a podcast in twenty twenty two, and the name Carl Pavano just popped up. Just casually. Yes. Just quick cash. Now, he was not awful in New York, but he was fantastic. Just quick cash. Pavano. <laughs> Unbelievable. The things we get into on this show. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you guys said. Both of these guys are awesome. They're young rock stars, and uh, they're both going to be really good for the their teams or other teams. They're going to be good trade chips, if not. But uh, rare rare trade that happened, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it continue to unfold and see what happens. Hey. Before, can I, can I ask a quick question? Before we, really we move on to the next thing, do either guys get extensions? I would offer uh, Chisholm an extension right now, uh, especially with that team. They don't have – I mean, they're uh, virtually rudderless when it comes to, like, a superstar or a guy that's going to sell you just a massive amount of jerseys for the entire team in city to get around. You know what I mean? Like that guy. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, that guy. He's, 
Miami's Ron Rocuna or New York's Aaron Judge or right. Aaron Otto out in St. Right. Louis. I mean, one that's the first problem. He's not Ronald Acuna. He's more of the Ozzy Albies. I, I understand that. Do you think he needs somebody but else in, in front Absolutely. of him? Okay. He's he's the number two guy. He, they I need still would lock him down up. because Ozzy Albies is massive. Yes, important. I'm locking him down over Gallon just due to the Gallon's injuries at this point okay. in time. Okay. I'm not giving him anything major just to make not sure. Yet. He's right. I think we're all on the same page. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. All right, that's once funky fresh. Hey, by the way, whatever yeah, fucking happened to our actual producer? Um, that fucking already got married. Yeah, got carried away. Yeah, that's what you I know, heard. it is. It is true. He just got married. We were at celebrating his his wedding. Uh, him and his that fucking guy. Wedding. Congratulations, guys. We love you both. It was such a great time. I had such a blast. Dance all night. It was great. Chris sat at the table all night. Like a, uh, not the whole night. Like a teenager at a at a sock hop hiding Did you away just from the girls. Danced all night and then danced a little longer. Yes. He, he he was he was limousine riding and jets uh, jets ah, feeling. Damn I freaking right, was. I, mean, I freaking was. Rolex wearing, ah, and I said I that completely backwards. Yeah. But yeah, it got all of it. You hit all the yeah. notches. Yeah, kids feeling, wheeling, and dealing. It's really about, it. it's really about actually saying what he says. Most people just make shit up as I go, including me. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, popcorn eating, gold tooth having. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Popcorn <laughs> eating, that's my favorite. Yeah. It's all it's just that's all, one. It's just I all think Rick Flair. Yeah. Rick Flair needs to add that to his arsenal. I will uh tweet him and see what he says. He won't answer me. <laughs> you know what? We're just like so far away from where we need to be. It kind of rolls right into it. Does it uh, I mean sort of kinda maybe does it unfortunately, yes. Oh my god. So this story that just won't go away. Like for real. I like I never wanted any part of this damn story. But here we are again. Last weekend, Trevor Bauer got the worst news of his entire life. I literally I think I I, I would say that's the worst news of his entire life. The MLB has decided on his fate in regards to his uh Ever, ever escalating leave of absence. He has been banned from baseball for two solid years, starting six days ago, whenever it was that they levied the actual punishment. A full two-year suspension without pay. None of the games that he was suspended for, uh, totaling, I think, like 90, 95. 95. None of those count. It's all fresh starting right now. And uh, if you guys didn't know, that expires his contract. That's his three-year contract is up. You know, let's just, I, I just want to make sure everybody understands exactly what happened, right? So obviously, um, last year, some girls came forward saying that he was a little rough in uh, sexual private. Um, in the bedroom. Yeah, sure. In the bedroom. That's better. Um, and I, I don't mean a little rough. They said that he was uh, abusing them physically but however no charges have ever been filed uh no judge um would take the case or no da would take the case and no judge would sign even a restraining order so i don't know if there's just not a lot of proof of it i have no idea i'm not i'm not i'm i don't want to get into that side of it but what i can get into is that listen Chris, Chris and I talked about, we've talked about this at length for the last five or six days. And the one thing that Chris said to me that makes the most sense for me to give the analogy for the Trevor Bauer situation is this. He brought up Ray Rice because he publicly made this gigantic mess, right? But in Ray Rice's case, as we all know, he punched his wife in an elevator and then dragged her across the floor of a hotel on camera and the entire world saw it. Trevor Bauer 
whatever did or didn't happen did or didn't happen. No charges were filed. There was no video. There was no footage. There's no cell phone conversation or text stream saying all these things, any kind of salation whatsoever. Ray Rice overtly smeared the company he worked for, which is the NFL, technically speaking. Trevor Bauer did not do that. He did not violate the policy in my eyes, which is the league's domestic violence, sexual uh, assault, and child um, endangerment uh, policy. I just have the hardest time understanding why they would levy such a hardcore ban on somebody, even after like guys like Felipe Vasquez um, and Roberto Alomar and um, uh, what's the guy's name from Chicago? Uh, Addison Russell. Addison Russell. Oh, I thought you were talking about Esteban Loiza. No, who was the the pitcher that just got uh, sentence for Felipe Vasquez. No, 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 no. The one that just got sentenced for raping a a kid and Felipe yeah, Vasquez. I, no, it wasn't. He yes, didn't kill the kid. No, it wasn't. Agree to disagree, but I, I'm going to tell you that I'm right. Uh, Chris is going to look it up, and uh, I'll eat crow, but I probably won't. Anyway, uh, but like, why is he? Um, why? Why did they pick Trevor Bauer to do such a harsh punishment? Uh, in in regards to their this policy, I understand that this policy is very serious, and they need to set an example. But why wasn't Marcelo Zuna or anybody else considered for such a heavy thing when there's no real like tangible proof that we know of? I Chris believe, is busy. Yeah, he's he's wanting to prove you wrong so bad he can't see straight right now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's digging. It's not Felipe Vasquez. Um, he was with Trevor Bauer. Well, first. I want to say this is a very strange situation, and I I feel bad talking because none of us really know exactly. No, nope, we don't. We don't. And I we no, none of us With I think every, want, to, want to say we do either. because I think we have three women now. But at the same time, every encounter has been consensual. I mean, they've all been there under their own will. Correct. Which makes this kind of strange. The DA didn't want to prosecute, and lots of other things. You know, the law, like you said, technical things that we're not really capable of speaking on no what do we want um, to i really no no trevor bauer and i'm pretty sure anybody that's really listened to this podcast will know i think he's a clown he is a clown we just had a whole dicky substance situation that i think he is the grandfather of he um he's the reason the yeah yeah no no go ahead chris chris no no he i mean he's he's the reason that the basically mlb investigated any of this shit yeah. Because he was he, so he adamant about it for two years. Yeah. He said, we have this problem, and I'm going to prove it. And you saw his spin rates go from X to Y instantly. And basically talk shit about baseball and its and its rules. And he's done it multiple, multiple times. So whether or not he's a scumbag, I don't know. But he's been a clown in baseball. And baseball has shown people who they don't like they're going to be a little rough on i mean i hate to even compare barry bond's situation to to this but they don't like him he's not in the hall of fame trevor bauer they don't like him he gets this huge suspension and pretty much ends his career i mean wherever he's at i mean was he 33 35 so 35 no i thought he was i thought he was younger than us no no he's like it's it's in that range okay so he can't pitch this year, can't pitch next year, going to miss a little bit into the following year at best. So he'd be 38. 
or pushing 38 at that time. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him pitch without sticky substance. Well, we have, and it wasn't great. Who, Trevor Bauer? Yeah. We've uh, seen him he, pitch with sticky he, shit. No, he didn't awesome. use sticky shit. Yeah, the fuck he didn't. When he was actually putting up big numbers, he was talking awesome about pitching with sticky shit. Oh, dude, Trevor Bauer's 31, dude. Okay, 31. So he's still, still he's in his 30s. Yeah. He's going to be 35 when he gets back. Okay, so he's missing his, the prime of his career right now. Yeah. Uh, he's on a back end of that anyway as a pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he's been a little banged up and everything else, but he's pretty much done. I mean, he, if he's not done due to age, he's going to be done due to public relation. I mean, MLB basically gave him a death sentence as far as his career goes over allegations. I just have a hard time with it. I mean, again, he's already missed 95 games. He's going to miss two straight years and nothing's proven. Nothing's been even filed. Again, I think he's a clown. He's probably a dirtbag, but that just seems extremely harsh. I think that this is going to go one or two ways. Either um, this new woman who just came out has substantial proof and um, they're building a case against him or and he is going to be in actual real trouble that baseball is not going to be his priority. You know what I mean? Or he's going to win his uh, his appeal uh, or legal action. He he I know he's I know he's preparing to file a lawsuit and I know that he is appealing this suspension and uh I mean I don't want to speak of the other thing because I have no idea about the legal ramifications but I will say for the baseball part if he is right and they don't have any proof he's going to win this he's going to win a lawsuit and he's going to he's probably not going to be a Dodger anymore but he's going to be on another team he's going to get another high value um contract. Sorry, go ahead. Do any of the three? I know I don't, but how does the league or the MLB process work in his appeal? Who who appeals, gonna take, who, who does it it's go gonna, to? It's going to go to the fucking uh, league. I, I'm assuming owners and and all that shit because that's how every other appeal, like with suspensions for hit batters and ejections, I, I pretty much go to. So they're not so, going to overturn that shit. It basically I mean, may reduce yeah. it by you know fifty games hey. or something. I mean something so so my thing is I, I believe he will miss this year. He'll be back he'll be back next year. Um unless the, the third accuser, which from what I have read, said he choked her out, even though it was consensual, and then came back and said, Oh, that was beyond my consent. No, when he was, was in the, the minor second, leagues. That was the second one. The third one hasn't come out with details. No, no that was the third one. And she said or he said she taught me about consensual choking it's not just that they were a couple for a few years yes it wasn't this last but anyway so, yeah i don't want to do it, this it, i don't want to no, do no, any no, of what no, we're no, talking no. about right no, now. no no so what i'm saying is it's a shit show like it 100 percent. i i agree with that i agree with that for sure i i disagree with cw's comment earlier about about the sticky stuff but we'll get into that later no we can get into um, it now what are you talking about you think he, he used was, it one, you think he was he that used it much one better? Time. He used it one time, one time in like Texas. CW said last year he did some research into that one interesting game in Texas. His spin rate hasn't dropped almost anything since that. So that means that he, whatever he was using, spider tack or whatever, he must have actually really liked it. And he has gotten more efficient since Roughly about that time. Before, when he was in Cleveland, yeah, he was very good. 
but he was very good in spurts and he was very bad in spurts. I know you get older and you get wiser and he has his hand issue after he cut it on a freaking like a toy airplane or something. But uh, it was a drone. Drone, whatever. doesn't matter. It's a World <laughs> Series. What are you doing? I, I, I side with CW on this. He has gotten okay. better in what might be a spider tech situation. Hey, can I also say this? He started his own pitch lab. And I, I, I know you guys don't know what that is but like if you watch like the I can take a couple guesses Chris yes go ahead it's uh, Rapsado Trackman all that shit is in there and he is working on stuff to increase spin rate and it's not it's not the the tacky shit so but who finds this shit who edits this shit Rachel Um, Luba his his agent and oh oh, so I mean that couldn't be um, I don't know manipulated just at all I mean, just for whatever. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm not get off the fucking sticky shit. Who gives a shit about what it, is? Dude? Hold on, well, listen, listen. What is? I want to hear it. I want to hear it because I love. It's one Cole of my... who gives a shit about the the sticky shit. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I it's, mean, it's, hey, how how were last three starts? They're pretty fucking good, right? What? Up, who cares about the sticky shit? It's a big deal. He got what was this fucking contract the Dodgers gave him? Forty five million 40, for two years. Forty five. Yeah, for yeah. three. Three years, three years. I mean, it was something ridiculous. They're off the hook for that right now. The way we set, they've got sixty-five million. From yeah, what I understand, off they, the hook. Yeah, off the hook. Yeah. yeah, and that to and that give was- that to that team right now, the way they and have that kind of money that they could add at the, the deadline if they want to. Oh, hey, that's this- stupid. But I, I, I just I don't know what he is, and I doubt any team's going to be super excited to sign him after a two and a half year absence yeah so it, it's a death blow i remembered my point all right cool good what you got all right so it's a perfect time to tell us even after the suspension why the fuck did it take basically a year to come out with a hey this is what's going to happen who says uh Trevor Bauer would have stayed in LA. I don't I don't understand your point. Can you You know what I'm saying? So like no. he had an opt out. He could have left. Oh, oh dude, yeah, he he would have left. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Uh, he was true. he was planning on leaving after year 1 anyways. Oh, he was just looking for the highest ABV. I don't believe that. But he he, he that guy. Dude, he no, is he, that he, big he of a came out a few years ago saying I want one year deal. Jamie, the system that way. He wanted to go year to year to year the best he could, and and long as he was performing, collect that money. So I mean, he he was going through with what he said. I, I don't blame him on that. So, but at the same time, when you miss most of that year, how are you going to opt out? I'm right there with get you. any money. But that, that that's my biggest point. Like, so it took you. It took the the DA. We found out what in December. That all charges were dropped and everything was good. A long time, a right, long time ago. Right about then, and then all of a sudden, we're in the last week of April, which is three weeks into the season or four weeks into the season. And oh, sorry, now you're suspended for two years. Like, how are you going to do that to a man? Like, like CW said earlier, government said, "Nope, you're good. Everything's awesome. Go about living your your everyday life." I mean, it's frustrating to see, but because I don't think he's done. I think he is still that good of a a pitcher and can help a fucking team win a World Series. Yeah, I I mean, 
if Bauer is there last year, did the Braves win the World Series? We don't know. Um, no, you you don't know because some games he would shut you down. The next game he'd give up seven. So. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm I'm just saying like, it, do you see Julio Urias twice in in the series instead of only one time? You know, or so we saw, or the Braves saw Urias twice instead of once, but. It was just Braves year. I mean, you know, hypotheticals are hypotheticals, but and again, it was the Braves right. year. And the more I watch them this year, I, that's, I keep saying that it was just the Braves year because I'm not sure they're on that house. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if he changes anything. I mean, like I said, he may go out and get lit up for six over two innings. I mean, yeah. he's been known to do that too. Now my head's starting a, a Tasmanian devil with all the. The ideas, so I think we ideas. What on. do you mean? Move on. The Doctor Street, Stephen Strange shit going yeah, on. Yeah, like I'm multiversing it right now. Well, that's ridiculous and not necessary. Um, I will say to finish this off, um, CW's point about him being a problem child is is a pretty pretty good leading candidate for what I think is happening. The MLB hates him because he he's he's been a huge. Uh, person uh in 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 the world of baseball that speaks out against him he's been really adamant about how not good of a job rob manford does and he has called out the players union as well um saying that they don't do enough and they don't do a great job so he is enemy number one to both sides of the aisle in the baseball politic world so i wouldn't doubt that nobody's nobody's running to his rescue on purpose you know you know well, what i mean i i'm I'm not going to bring up what you said over the weekend, but I mean, I think you were explaining this whole situation mm-hmm. to a certain certain someone from up north, um, saying you thought he could be the uh, player PA. He, I, yeah, yeah, in he, a couple of years, he was positioning himself that way before the strike and stuff. He was really, he was really trying to make that kind of move. I think. Or organizing, uh, kind of wanting to be a mentor and speak out against the league and saying, like, basically, like, come after me, you know, I can take the hit or whatever. I don't care about whatever you're gonna dole my way. I'm a, I'm a bad boy, but I'm doing it for a good cause. <laughs> Again, uh, that's what he's doing right now. That's is. I mean, oh, he's just pushing oh. the envelope further. He's just, he's just like adding as a, a as, as a leader of some kind of basically political group. You kind of have to be blunt and. A little extreme, so mm-hmm. he would fill that role very nicely. As much as I still think he's a clown, but yeah, I like that idea, Mike. I mean, I, I, I I'm Chris. Actually, I think Chris said that really a really long time ago, and it kind of like yeah. But me. you you brought it up over the weekend when we were talking about I bring shit. It, I I can see. Yeah, it. it's true. And mm-hmm. uh, Logan's a wiser baseball fan for it. And cheers to him because I know he's going to listen to this. Thanks for <laughs> yes. being a educating. Is that what you're saying, Michael? You educated yes. him? I th- I think I did. I don't know. We're we're having cocktails, so we're, we we tr- we try. Don't ask me. Don't ask me anything about the weekend. It's Not very time. helpful for him, but yeah. we try. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You know what? Like, there's more to unfold with the Trevor Bauer thing. Um, and like I said at the beginning, I'm not I'm not thrilled that it's still going on, but we will let you all know what happens when it happens because. It's apparently a plot line for this entire show's entirety because it's basically been happening for the entire time that we've been recording this podcast. Uh, great, 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 great. Let's move on to better things and other Super. things at all. Chris, what the hell is happening in Tennessee? That kid is how fast no is he throwing the baseball? 
So I literally thought I had read that Ben Joyce was a freshman about six or seven weeks ago. But no, he's a redshirt junior, technically a senior. But Ben Joyce hit 105.5. And then in the at-bat, hit 105 in three consecutive pitches. So you're telling me this motherfucker's yeah. smoke? <laughs> yeah, he's going to write all those words saying this um, guy is smoke. CW, he threw 38 fastballs in his four innings of, of work, 28 of them. We're over 103. Oh, fuck yeah. Give Gosh. that boy a contract. He's about to get paid. Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, yeah. He's, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah he's done. Yeah. He's definitely getting drafted pretty high. The funny thing is, uh, I looked at like projection wise for the top like three rounds. Not even there. Seriously. No. I bet they don't update those nearly as much as you think they do. Uh, Keith, Law, Keith Law brought it out today. Yeah. I, Who's number one? Uh, Drew Jones. I was about to say Andrews, Andrews boy, <laughs> yeah. Andrews boy. Yeah. Hey, right. hey, baby Yankee, will you stop bringing up the Braves? Okay, that's all right. That's twice in like a matter of like four what minutes. Hell? What am I supposed to say? No, he, he's talking to me. He's talking. talking to him. Yeah, I'm oh. not talking to you. You're like for the first time <laughs> ever. You're not in trouble for talking about your team too much. <laughs> I've only said it I twice. Don't linger, at least. It was, Yeah, it's true. You don't. That's true. Good point. It's true. <laughs> you both suck. It's like within ninety seconds. Like what's happening? It's it's a kung shop of Braves, and I get back back out. (laughs) I just want to make sure you're all thinking about them all the time. That's all. No problem. (laughs) Moving on. Middle fingers around for everyone. Oh my god, you're ridiculous. Uh, I I can't wait to see more of this kid because I never watched college. So um, that's crazy. That's just that's just so fast. Throw baseball at 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 a repeat amount. You know. Hey, we're watching. We're watching. uh, I was about to say we're watching Major League celebrating uh, Ricky Vaughn, you know, hitting 100 in the big moment. He's like in the second inning with one out, and he's throwing cheese. Hey, as of right now, the 105.5 is the hardest pitch that has been thrown this year. It's not like it's like going to be readily available to, to be beat. Just saying. It's probably gonna probably gonna last. It'll probably be. Fastest baseball pitch recorded this year in competitive baseball. All Probably right, so. that's enough. Here's your moment, and I'll you bring don't. it up. Yes, back to me. I mean, I'll bring no, it up. Cause, no, because we were supposed to record like a day ago when this was relevant, and now it's not. Yes, I know. And I put I, Wait, hey, did I they put lose? 11 in a row. Yeah, they, they lost, lost okay. bitches. Oh, then I don't they care. Lost. Moving on. We're done with that. Yeah, right. move we're not on. even going to say what team it was. Come on. Hey, Yankees won 11 in a row, got beat last night. Let's go. Still have the best record in baseball. Uh, yeah, they do have the best record in baseball. And just that everybody knows, both New York teams and both L.A. teams are leading the division. It's gross. I want to throw up. And um, there are a whole lot of happy baseball writers, which means there are a whole lot of lazy baseball writers because they're the biggest markets in the sport. 100%. And uh, they can't stop writing about them. And it's really annoying. But I'm going to say, go Angels. Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll, I saw it earlier. Okay, we all saw <laughs> it earlier. It. I did not realize it. Yes, uh, I didn't realize you had the show made back in the jersey. Jersey behind me. Woo! Yeah, and CW is usually blank wall behind me. There's a show here. Strikeout destroyed Boston. Went two for four with an RBI. He destroyed Boston. He punched out. Oh my God, he's awesome. Okay, it was good. I, I mean, he's just got such a long way to go to be compared to Babe Ruth so often. 
so often he's like compared to him. Okay, okay. So you think it's totally cool? You're really pumped oh, that they're getting they're, that um, Shohei Otani is getting compared CW. to Babe Ruth when Babe Ruth yeah. was a Red Sox. Is that what you're like? Yeah, this is no, great. I was, I was just I was flicking CW off because earlier he saw me put the the Yankee jersey on, and that's why he left the screen. He wouldn't even that damn Shohei jersey. That I was gonna put it on. And I wasn't even, I wasn't even paying it. attention to it. Hang it up up here. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention to it. All right, I actually want to talk about Such this. Jerk. I actually want to talk about <laughs> this conversation with the Yankees so much more than the Yankees winning eleven games. Who cares? It's May. During the game two days ago, Aaron Judge. Awesome. Un- I can't believe he actually hit it out of the park. He actually uh, hits a home run. Change of pace. Uh, okay. <laughs> And um, a Toronto Blue Jays fan caught it, which who cares? It's I mean, they're playing in Toronto, right? Weren't they playing in Toronto? Yes, they are. Uh, in so Toronto yeah, of course there was tons or, of. Well, they're yeah. Not in however, however, right next to the guy was uh, I would say probably a ten-year-old boy with an uh, Aaron Judge T-shirt jersey on, and he's like. You know, sad they didn't get it. But the guy, when he catches it, he celebrates for like one second. And then he immediately turns to the kid and hands him the ball with like, I mean, not even a thought. Gives it to him. The kid immediately breaks down crying and hugs the stranger that gives him the baseball. Which, don't hug strangers, kids. But this was awesome. And uh, I like, what an awesome baseball moment. Fast forward to the next night. As they should, the Toronto Blue Jays arrange it for the kid and his family and the guy and his family to come back um not only for uh, free uh, tickets to the game but they get to come into the dugout the yankees dugout and uh, aaron judge actually comes and hangs out and the kid gets crazy emotional again gives aaron judge a huge uh huge hug again kids don't hug strangers but it was a beautiful moment for baseball it was great like i absolutely loved it i loved everything about it like it was such a good thing for baseball um yeah, uh, I just like I love this game so much, and moments like that are man, they're so good. And if you if anybody's listening, you haven't seen it, just go look on YouTube. I'm sure there's a whole montage of it now, and it's the kid just is so happy and so sad at and just he's so emotional, and it's so good because that's literally how we all feel about baseball inside. If you watch baseball, and uh, I'm so glad he got uh, his dreams to come true. It's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, shut your mouth with the. Don't love thy neighbor. I don't know what you're talking I mean, about it's, at it's, all. It's someone at a game you're sitting there watching. Yeah, it may be a stranger, but it's whatever. It's a joke, and I'm also a dad, so like it's just natural for me to like <laughs> shout rules of you know no. substance. This just uh, this just shows that there are still good fans in baseball. Like most of the time, you go to the ballpark and people aren't paying attention to the game or going on around them. Sorry, but this just. Dude did a selfless act and just made a kid's lifetime where he could have he could have kept that ball and probably sold it saying, hey, this is judge's ninth home run of the year. Game used, got it authenticated and said, oh, I'd probably make a couple hundred bucks. But yet he turned and looked at the the, the little kid, had the judge uh, jersey on, said, hey, here you go. This was this is gonna make your your year. It's awesome, fantastic. I'm gonna be a great guy. I'm like everyone should be, and I love this game. I'll catch another one. Well, I don't know if he said he he'd catch I, another one. So well, I, dude, dude, it's, it's just I, I understand that, but that's as a, as a baseball fan, you're always gonna catch one. 
and I still have yet to catch one in my life. I don't know if ever. Um, oh, yeah, I don't, that statistic sounds like it's I, complete trash. Yeah, that's an absolute no, lie. No, I, I go Every, to a game. Everyone eventually catch a, catch a base to home run baseball by a superstar. What the fuck are you talking about? Hey, I'm a baseball fan. I go to a game. Oh, I'm going to catch a foul ball. I'm going to catch a home run. Ne- never done either, and I'm 33 years old. So but, I have been to hundreds, actual hundreds of baseball games, and I have never caught a home run ball. <laughs> Am I just like unlucky? What are you trying to say, Chris? Am I ruined? Am I hexed? We both may be. So I got one foul ball when that Braves game one time. But this whole scenario to me explains why baseball is the best game to be a fan of. As far as going to the stadium, you get more interaction in baseball than you do any other sport. I mean, you don't catch foul footballs or foul soccer balls you you, you don't you're, you're you not can. up it's against rare. the wall you know trying to stick your hand over the wall to catch a ball as the outfielders coming up or have them come over against the net and, and you know give you a high five so baseball is, is such a beautiful sport but to be at the game especially somewhere where you can interact as well as you can with the players it's I must say that that's what makes baseball special, and it, it go to a game like that. That kid, he's got a story forever. I oh mean, yeah. forever. If I was that kid at eight years old, or nine years old, ten years old, whatever, yeah, I I probably would have never let go of that man and just cried until I couldn't cry anymore. No, I, I'm an old ass man, and one of my favorite memories in my life is being at Fulton County Stadium and getting a high five from Deion Sanders as they were warming up, and he yes. was just jogging around the field. He did, he went around the whole field, just warmed up, slapping hands, and I got a quick slap hand from Deion hands. Sanders. I mean, it was you know nothing to awesome. him. It was just part of his warm up. But to me, that was I mean, he was the best athlete on the planet to me at that point in time. So, yeah, I mean, just walking around doing that, you don't, you don't get that everywhere. Baseball's. That is absolutely awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you, I mean, how old were you when that happened, CW? Oh God, I was single digits, probably eight. No. You haven't haven't washed your hands in that long. It's disgusting. I would have never washed my hand again. I had one fingernail fall off, but everything else has been good. Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. And Chris, I don't even want to touch what you said. That is like, I I feel like Aaron Judge is filing a restraining order right now. I would never let go in my life. He's my favorite person. Uh, No, uh, I don't have um, a shrine in my closet of Aaron Judge, Your Honor. Um, (laughs) I should be allowed back in. Lock of hair, couple toenail. Yeah, I I wasn't talking about me. We all know who my favorite guy is. So Uh, I'm not letting you say his name on the podcast. I he's not. It's he's banned. I'm not going to say it. Just number twenty one. Hey guys, did you know that CBS came out with uh, an article uh, today, uh, over a week after we mentioned um that baseball is a real problem with the balls and chris bassett also mentioned it so are we right is chris bassett right i mean are we savants i don't know so um uh this is more just food for thought for everybody uh we're gonna post it on the backfields if you're not on the backfields you should probably join us on the backfields because we talk about a lot of cool weird stuff all about baseball this is one of those things yeah 
the episode last week when we talked about the baseballs uh, changing dramatically, CBS actually just wrote a really in-depth and great article about exactly that and the timeline in itself as to how they've changed the balls. CW's been hot on the whole story the whole time for like two years now. Chris and I have been soundboarding and and totally with them on it, but we've sucked. <laughs> it's it's uh it's been it's been such a weird thing about baseball and it's totally true everything that we were talking about the rumors there's been scientific studies by colleges literally during this time uh, about the chemical makeup of the ball the changes that they've made softening the core putting in more silicone balancing out the core on the center raising and lowering the seams all that stuff has happened during Rob Manfred's tenure in baseball, trying to elevate home runs and lower home runs, get more um, doubles and, and balls up the alley, everything. Like, that is re- it's real, and we've been talking about it the whole time. And, uh, uh, yeah, this is your reminder to get into the backfields and get on the conversation more. So, And sorry, I did not read the article. Oh, you don't have to read the article. The article's, I guess, yeah. for everybody else. Uh, it's great. It, it, you it should read of, it yourself. But yeah. It breaks it no, down into numbers and yeah. kind of shows that this year we've got a lack of home runs. I think it was a 0.9. It's down. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's down. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Compared to like point or 1.2 something last year. Yeah, it's you know, it's um, like the lowest it's been in four or five years. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a while, but... I'm reading things that pitchers are are saying they're they're playing with balls right now that are different than they played with in spring training. And those balls were different than what they played with last year, which were a mixture of balls for what they made for last year, plus the surplus from the year before. As a pitcher, we're, we're, we're talking about baseball and none of, well, Chris deals with baseball all the time, but... You know, Mike, for you and I, or in, in the average person, you do what you do for a living repetitively. I mean, it, it is what you do. I mean, I work where I'm very handsy and, and, and use my hands a lot with a lot of materials to make things. You change what I have in my hand to make those things, it, <laughs> it, 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 it affects me. Um, you know, if you're a computer programmer or you're making video games and, and the software changes, just not just once, but constantly. Are, are you going to be able to do your job right? So th- th- it's it's just a weird situation. And for the batters, they had a revelation where they decided swing plane was a thing, and and launch angle needed to change because of the ball. They wanted to hit home runs. The shift and the ball made them want to hit home runs over everything else. I mean, the average could dip, but. If I get my 35 homers, I've done my job. Now everything is changing for that. So the guys that have done that, they're hitting home run, or hitting the ball at an exit velocity at 106 and seeing it die at the warning track. So they've changed their whole swing for one reason, and now MLB has just told them, no, no, the ball's going to do this now. So consistency, as I've been saying the whole time. That's I think that's all any of them want, whether it's a live ball or a dead ball, give them consistency. And this is but, this is crazy. But that's never going to change with Manfred. He just wants the game to speed up. He wants to make as much money as How he can in a in a two hour. It doesn't. That's the problem. Okay. That's why he's fucking with the baseballs. Okay. And uh. fucking with everything else. And this is where I have to literally say that's enough. Uh, we are. Done smack out of time tonight. I'm just going to tell you that, guys. Right now, we could talk about this all the time forever. 
call it a day. Rob Manford probably won't be there much longer. Chris, of course, you're on the side of the pitchers. DW, you're all, all million percent correct on what you said. I completely agree. Just quit taking the ball. Rawlings, right now, whatever ball just came off the line, make every single ball exactly like it for the rest of the time. Make it the college ball. I don't care. Whatever it is right now, keep it there. Done. Pitchers get used to it. Hitters get used to it. Everyone get used to it. I don't know what else to do. CW, do you have anything to say about Star Wars? Because yesterday was May the 4th. Be with you. Yes, the new Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer came out, and it was fantastic. How badass was it? Hey, Disney, pay us. You're welcome. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. But yeah, badass. You see Vader being assembled. Oh, God damn it. Oh, it's so fucking badass. So, yeah, God damn it. it was badass. So, Dusty Baker, 2000 wins. Kick ass. Congratulations to you. Happy, happy return. Ronald Acuna, Mike Clevenger, both been gone for a long time. Both devastating injuries. Both coming back last week. Fantastic. Good luck to both. Willie Nelson, my man, just turned 89. And on a sad note, Arnome Judd, age 76, passed away. Um, seems to be a um, problem with anxiety and depression. So, you know, again, a good reason to tell people if you need help or are feeling that way, reach out. Yep. You are never alone. That is true. Cheers to the people you mentioned before. Uh, my sympathies to um, the Judd family. Very well said, CW. Um, Chris, anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, Chris, say happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo. Bye, everybody. See ya. Tip, 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 t